0: You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. Hey guys, this is Pastor Vlad. Just want to extend this invitation to any young person there for next year's internship during July and August time. If you're going to come to this internship, I promise you God is going to do some incredible things in your life. And so uh, if you have more questions, just go to our website, hungrygen.com internship. And now let's go into this week's message. I want to also thank David as well. Uh, if it weren't for him inviting someone uh, uh, a while back ago, then I wouldn't have a brother-in-law. <laughs> I remember, I remember the story. I mean, David's story was played all the time, and uh, he was in the sauna, and and this guy walked in. His name, his name was Lewis and, you know, they just started talking, and David started sharing his testimony. And at that moment, Lewis was at his lowest part of his life. I mean, he was at the verge of committing suicide. And he just, you know, David just put some word in, words into this guy's life, just some encouragement. And, and this guy, after, after that moment, his life, like, he started thinking about that every single day. And a couple months later, he, he saw David again at the gym, and he said, Hey, man, I just really want to thank you for, for what words you put into, into my heart, because that really touched, uh, touched me. And and next you know David invites him, and and a couple years later he is now uh, my brother-in-law, and this guy's this guy's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so can we ha- can I have everyone stand up really quick just for a couple seconds? Okay, you can sit back down. I couldn't come up with anything else to intro, so I just did that. Okay, so. <laughs> So uh, there's this story in the Bible of this man named Job. So this man, Job, uh, in, in, in his days when he was still alive, he was considered the richest man on earth. This man, I mean, this man, he was he was a servant of God. He loved God. He was a great father. This guy was wealthy. He was wise. He was a very wise guy. And he was a great father. He was someone that was super humble. And, uh, I mean, this guy, especially like great fatherhood, back in the day, uh, his kids, they, they they would have feasts, and back in the day, for, for wealthy people, f- feasts were very common. So uh, his his kids, all ten of his kids, they would they would have a feast, and after each feast, he would uh, give an animal sacrifice for, for his kids, maybe uh, in case they did something that they shouldn't have during a feast, and this would be on a daily basis. He would always give uh, anim- animal sacrifices for his kids. I don't know how you, I don't know how you say it. I always say it wrong. And and this guy was a very humble guy, and you can tell that this guy he feared the Lord. And one day, uh, Satan came to uh, to God, and, and and God's like, so so what you up to? And and Satan he's he just said, uh, you know, I'm just walking around the world, just uh, checking things out. And and God said, hey, have you noticed my servant Job? And Satan said, yeah, I know that guy. And he said, well, f- uh, and. And God said, so what do you think about him? And God said, of course he's going to always worship you. I mean, you gave him all these riches, all these wealth. You gave him the fear of God. You gave him a beautiful family. You gave him all this wealth and wisdom. Of course he's going to worship you. But if you take that all away, he'll, he'll reject you like you were nothing. And and uh, Satan, he said, I will test Job, and I will see what will happen. He said that, that he will turn his back on him. So uh, I want you guys to open your your Bibles to uh, Job chapter one, verses 13 through 20. One day, Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house. A messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your ox were plowing with the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabians raided us, they saw all the animals and killed all the farm hands. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up all your sheep and the shepherds. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. 3 bandits of Chaladan raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While that guy was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in in their older brother's house. Suddenly a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. So imagine you are pretty much on top of the world. You are the richest man alive and all of a sudden, literally minutes after each other, your entire life pretty much falls apart. Everything you have just crumbles. And whenever I read the Bible, I like to put myself in, in that person's shoes. So if I were Job and I had everything going for me, whatever business plans came, it would, it would go smoothly fine. And just one day, everything just collapses. Every, all your cattle die. Everything, all your, your stocks died. And not only that, but also all your children died as well. Me, if I were Job, I wouldn't know what to do. I would probably think those people are pranking me because there's no way that all this can happen in literally minutes. But Job, he didn't know what to do. What he did is he worshiped God. Right when all this news came to him, the first thing he did is he worshiped God. He thanked God for what he did. Why did he do that, though? Because all that stuff around him, it was just, it was just material. It was just stuff that, that didn't really matter, especially when you're going to heaven the reason why Job did that is because his focus was eternal. His focus w- wasn't on stuff that, that he made here on, on earth. I mean, that, that, that can be important as well. Maybe you bring people uh, to Jesus Christ or something like that, but I mean, all the money, when you pass away, all that money, all the stuff that you own, it's not going where you are. All that stuff is staying here on earth, but Job, he knew that. He knew that the most important thing is the relationship with Christ that He had, the relationship with the Holy Spirit. So the first thing he did is he fell on his knees and he worshiped God. When we focus on eternal, we get rewards. For example, when when we do things that, that are needed, maybe it's volunteering even at church, everything that we do, all the volunteering, all the helping out, it's a reward. Maybe you think, oh, just a small thing. Oh, I'm just just helping out in kids' ministry. But that is actually a reward in heaven. You are actually earning something for that. It's not something that, that you just wishy-washy. It's something that, that matters. It's something that you can change people's lives. The things that matter are the things that are most important. The things that matter that after you pass away, those are the things that matter. Your family, the people that you bring to Jesus Christ, the people that you helped the people that that were always that that always were going against you but you still love that person no matter what they said about you or against you uh for example when i wake up for me and for i know for a lot of other people for me to wake up it's very difficult but when i wake up i'm right away i'm energetic i i I know what i'm supposed to do throughout the day and i just i just get onto my grind but for me waking up oh man it's so difficult Those bed sheets, they feel like they weigh a thousand pounds, and right when you take it off, you start freezing because it's so cold in your room. And for me, it's it's hard to to wake up, but I know when I wake up, I go to morning prayer. I pray. I read the Bible, and I know that's the most important part of the day. Is that I know that that is internal. It doesn't matter if I don't care if people don't see me praying. It's it's something that's personal. It's something that I grow my relationship with Jesus Christ, and so so do other people as well. They go to morning prayer, they, and those people also as well. They wake up early. It's maybe hard for them to wake up, but they come and they still they come and they pray and they still read their Bible for their relationship with Jesus Christ. There are, there are many stories in the Bible where people they they worship God at the lowest parts of their lives. Job, uh, Daniel, when when he was when he was uh, told that him and all the wise men around him and all his friends were going to be executed, the first thing is he did was he prayed to God. He thanked God and he worshiped God. And because he did that, he saved everyone that was going to be executed from being executed. You hear stories all the time when people pray and when people uh, worship that their lives, even at the, if they're at the lowest lows, if you're all the way at the bottom, there's only one way to go and that's up. Misery loves company. When Job, after, after news spread, after everything that he had collapsed, his friends came to him and they, they asked him, maybe you did something that you shouldn't have. Maybe you, maybe you disobeyed God. Maybe you sinned. Maybe you upset God and, and he's just testing you. Maybe he's just uh, putting this because you did something that you shouldn't have. But Job, he was a righteous man. He was a humble man. He was not perfect, but he was pretty close. He was, he, was, um, he was someone that you talk to that person and you just want to have a relationship with them because they're so loving. They're so open-hearted. Job, he didn't do anything. It was just a, a test from Satan. Satan wanted to take his heart. Uh, when Peter was in prison, and uh, when, when he went to prison, he was, uh, he was put in a very secure cell with a whole bunch of guards guarding him. And what the church did is they started to pray. They started to worship. They started to thank God. And because of that, angels came to that cell. They took off the shackles that were on his arms and his feet. And they opened the, the prison door and they led him out of the prison to the church. That's a miracle. That's what worship, that's what prayer does. It, does. it does things that doesn't even make sense because that is our God. The things that you think the way it should go, it goes the opposite for God. And, and our God is just an amazing God, and, and he will always love you. Even though you turn your back on him, whatever, whatever happens, he will still love you. Um, and when you do pray, when you do worship, uh, in the story of Job, he, he even got this sickness that Satan gave him, which was so painful, so, so brutal, and uh, his whole body just ached from head to toe. And he still worshiped God, even, even through this sickness. But because he did this, because he worshiped God, because he gave everything to God, it didn't matter what people were saying. Even his wife told him to curse God and die. He didn't listen to what anyone had to say. He still grinded. He was still on his A game. And after that, what got God's uh, reward for him is he got everything back times two. He got all his flocks back. He got all his children back, uh, back. But it was doubled, so he had twenty children. And and uh, one one thing uh, that I learned just recently. Uh, so he had cam. Uh, so um, Job he had camels. And when, when God rewarded him times two, he had six thousand camels. And why this is so interesting is uh, in today's market, a camel is worth around one million dollars. Imagine that times six six thousand. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I do receive that. <laughs> Don't forget who's behind all of this though. It's not God because God he doesn't do evil. It's Satan. Satan is the one that was behind all of this. He wanted to to get to uh, he wanted to get to Job's heart because he knew if he can get to Job's heart then that was completely over for Job. Job that would be the end for Job. And and what if Job did deny God what if he did do that then pretty much everything that he did all the good deeds that he did all the helping people that he did and when he would have passed away God would have said I never knew you I never know your name I never knew who you were that's what he would say if, if he denied God to find God you must look with all your heart you must remain present with all your heart. To hear his voice, you must listen with all your heart. To live a life God wants you to live and to be the person God wants you to be, you must live from your heart. If Satan is trying to get to your heart, don't let him get to your heart. If he takes everything away like he did in Job's case, don't let him take your heart. Your heart is the most precious thing there is. Keep your heart safe, secure. Don't let anything get, into, get in between you and your relationship with God. Nothing. Uh, uh, just recently, uh, we had a meeting with Pastor Vlad, and, and uh, uh, he, he told us to take out our phones, and on settings, there's this uh, battery in one of the uh, icons, and on that battery, it shows uh, the percentage of how much you use each app. And, and some of us, we're, were a little bit slacking on our prayer and Bible time. And, and so he told us to, to, to take our phones out and, and I, I'm gonna expose myself. Uh, on my phone, I use uh, about, in 24 hours, it, it tells you in 24 hours, I use about Instagram for, that was the highest, for one, 1. 1.5 uh, hours. And uh, that's not very good. Time is very important. Whatever you do, don't waste your time. Satan is trying to take everything away from you. Time is so precious, so valuable, but we don't have enough of it. And same with our heart. Our heart is so valuable. And maybe maybe you're here, maybe Satan is already getting a grip on your heart. It's never too late to turn back. It's never too late to turn back. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, then your life will be completely changed. You will get everything that that you need. Your life will just be a blessing. You will be a blessing to other people if you just give your life to Jesus Christ, if you just give your heart to God. And maybe you're, you're a good person, you do good things, you're a humble person, you give to others, but you're not a Christian. You just say, I'm in the middle. I'm not on Satan's side and I'm not on God's side. I'm just standing on the fence. But that fence is owned by Satan. So there is nothing in the middle. It's only light and darkness. You have to choose your side. Where do you stand? Give your heart to Jesus Christ. So right now I want us to, to uh, stand on our feet and I want us to uh, uh, come to the front for prayer. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed, and we'll see you next week.